Captain Tony's Saloon at 428 Green Street, Key West, Florida, was once an ice house, and then a morgue. Actually, it was an ice house and a morgue simultaneously, because that's a smart use of resources on a little island. By the time the USS Maine exploded in Havana Harbor in 1898, the building had become a telegraph station, the first to receive the news, and from there it moved to the rest of the nation. They say the tree growing up through the bar these days was the hanging tree, from which sixteen pirates and one murderous woman, in a blue dress, met their end. But they say a lot of things in the tropics. It was the base of the mast for the DeForest Wireless Telegraph install in 1905-1906, Monroe County historian Tom Hambright says. Captain Tony Terracino, who died in 2008 at the age of 92, did enjoy mixing his facts and his fictions. For a while, the building was a cigar factory, but for the most part, 428 Green has been home to bars, a whole bunch of bars, legal and illegal, gay and not specifically, and all manner in between. Now, as it was in the beginning, Captain Tony's is a place to cool off. Sloppy Joe Russell opened Sloppy Joe's there in 1933. Hemingway drank there, back before where Hemingway drank meant much to the bottom line. Aside from his tab, anyway. No one had thought to put him on a t-shirt, and t-shirts in general, while popular on the shrimp docks and in the bars, hadn't been turned into a business plan because there weren't enough tourists to keep a t-shirt operation in the black. In 1937, the building's owner tried to raise Joe's rent from $3 a week to $4 a week. Disinclined to pay such an outlandish amount, he moved Sloppy Joe's a block up the street to the corner of Green and Duval. Anthony Terracino arrived in Key West in 1948, and for the same reason so many have landed in Key West over the years. He was running away. Specifically, he needed to put some distance between himself and the gangsters who'd left him for dead in a New Jersey dump. In 1958, he bought 428 Green from David Wachowski whose grandfather had opened a store in Key West in the 1880s and begun collecting properties David would spend much of his life managing, renovating, and enjoying. Captain Tony would, over the years, build a resume like a Dos Equis ad, the most interesting man in his world. Saloon proprietor, bootlegger, gunrunner, raconteur, Lothario. All you need in life is a tremendous sex drive and a great ego. Brains don't mean a shit, he'd like to say. And so when people figured out you could move a lot of T-shirts, they put that slogan on Captain Tony's T-shirts. Then they put it on posters. The beer koozies say, Oldest Bar in Florida. Captain Tony's was the hangout at the dawn of the 70s. One of them, at least. Novelist and poet Jim Harrison was there, working out alongside friend and fellow writer Tom McGuane. They'd gone to Michigan State University together and so Harrison would hit town from up north and crash at McGuane's place on Ann Street. Tom Corcoran was a kid from Shaker Heights, Ohio, just out of the Navy, six feet five, fit, fresh-faced, and not as innocent as he looked working a taco cart on the street. What are you doing? Harrison said to Corcoran one night, giving him a good look over. Selling tacos, Corcoran said. I can see that. You a poet or something? 
Corcoran said he was indeed a writer, and he eventually showed Harrison some poems and lyrics. Harrison asked Corcoran to send six of his pieces up to Michigan, where Harrison was planning on publishing a journal of poems. Corcoran never sent them. He still has them marked in a folder and kicks at the memory. But he had a taco cart in Key West back then. He was busy. The Navy sent Corcoran to Key West in 1968. Not long after he left the service in 1969, he headed north to Montreal for a few days, and then south until he ran out of money around Fort Lauderdale. He got a job digging ditches and slept on the floor of an ex-girlfriend's apartment. He'd hoped for more than the floor, but ditch diggers can't be choosers. As soon as he got his first paycheck, he dropped the shovel and pointed himself farther south to where US-1 runs out near the ocean. It was winter, 1969. It was cold as hell in Ohio when he walked into Captain Tony's.